Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and this is our Awakening Zone special edition of the show. Uh, This is a forum for all of you out there uh, that tune us in, turn us on, to step into the fullness of your life. We love, love, love being able to bring you this show each week. Thanks to our friend at Friends at Awakening Zone. Thanks to all the people that have helped us put this together, and thanks to all of you that have contributed to an amazing, an amazing 10-year journey with us. Um, We have some very, very cool things planned for everybody around our 10th anniversary. Uh, And our 10th anniversary, let me just uh, tell you you when it begins. It actually is going to begin in September, and it's going to go through the month of January because we're, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary on multiple networks. And our fourth year anniversary of Transformation Talk Radio. So I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on and the many, many things that you do uh, to support the show. We've got some really cool things that we're planning for you at the beginning of the year. Uh, in addition to a completely redesign of both of our websites, the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio, it is a time for all of us to kind of take a look at where we are uh, and how each of us gets to contribute to the world. You know, my guest today uh, is somebody, Donna Corso, is somebody that also has said yes to life in a bigger way. I get to talk to her about her book, When the Wind Chimes Chime. You know, in this book, we get to take a journey that includes laughter, that includes sadness and crying, that includes anger, uh, but most importantly, what it includes is it includes uh, an idea of life and an idea about what it means to step forth, whether it's in life and death and rebirth, but step step forth in life about what we're passionate about. You know, one of the things that I'm getting ready also to to do is, you know, launch something um, that uh, you guys have heard me talk a lot about, and that is talking about um, called to being called to shine. You know, what does that mean? What is it? What does it mean for each of us to look at our lives, to look at the place that we are, and to know that we can change our life in a nanosecond? Or sometimes life will change us. That's the story today. How does the life uh, that we live or the life of another person, how does that change who we are, change what we're meant to do? Today, you'll get to hear about um, an amazing journey, an amazing journey that Donna talks about. 
you know, When the Wind Chimes, uh, When the Wind Chimes Chime is a book that offers rich dose of insights and, and invites all of us to look at, ponder the true nature and blueprint of our own lives. I've had time to do this over and over and over again till finally paid enough attention to what the universe was saying to me to say, you know, you need to get on another horse. Get off the horse you're on. Let's get on another one, and let's be in service of a world, a world that wants to hear positive, uplifting messages, messages from, from all of us about who we are, what we are called to do, and how we can shine the light in a world that is sometimes pretty dark. That's what Call to Shine is about. Today, you know, Donna and I will talk about what this means to look at life through the eyes of another person, through the eyes of ourselves, but to look at what the medicine world, uh, the world of medicine provides us with and what it doesn't. You know, what can we learn about healing, about wellness, about wholeness that probably our doctors aren't telling us? But we're here to talk about you know, part of a, of a journey that has to do with life and life in terms of how we get to say yes in a world, in a place that would otherwise have us say no. And so part of this is for, um, you know, for for us to really look at the many, many ways that we can contribute to raising the vibration on the planet, to making sure that we're living life to the best that we can, and that we're doing things in ways that are not just out of the box anymore, but that have actually blown that box away and have given us no boundaries, no limitations, nothing in terms of our own uh, creativity that can be hauled back, reined in. How many, how many times in your life have you heard the expression, you know, you better rein that back in? It, it, you know, what does that mean, rein that back in? Well, are you really here? Are you here to play big? Are you here in life to say yes to an extraordinary journey? Are you here to say yes to a world that would perhaps show up and say to you, no? Uh, but I want to say, if I paid attention more times than not, the many times in my life where people have either said to me, no, you can't, no, you won't, or no, you shouldn't, you're not good enough for that, I, I probably still would be homeless as I was when I was 17 years old. But there was something about me then that knew that if I put one foot in front of another, and if I had faith, that what would happen is my life would go down a path that was something like the yellow brick road, you know, that allowed me to explore what it meant to show up in life and find my heart. You know, what, did it, what does it mean to show up in life and, and absolutely understand what fear is good for and what it's not? And how about what, what God has given each and every one of us to use, and that is our minds, our brains. And in, if you put all of that together, there's something very rich from the Wizard of Oz. When you put all of that together, that journey down the yellow brick road is less about the yellow brick road 
and more about the companions that you make along the way, the challenges that you overcome, and the wisdom that you get from understanding that innate human potential that we each have. Donna is someone that, uh, you know, you're going to hear from her, but a spiritual explorer for nearly 50 years. Donna believes that life is a continuum. It hasn't doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. It simply is. And this is what she does to inspire people to heal, to release their fear of dying, to embrace life more, and to be fully in the presence of what does it mean to enjoy every moment of every day in every way that we can. And this is what today's show is about. You know, we might be talking about, and you'll, you'll hear in a minute who we'll be talking about, but think about yourself. Think about your own life. Think about the prospect of you living a life that is truly inspired by your own works. And we'll talk about that as well. What did it take for me to look at my life and say, oh, my God, you got to do something different, girlfriend, because the path you're going down, you know, that yellow brick road, that ain't looking so yellow these days. I want to welcome Donna to the show. Donna, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dr. Pat. Uh, you know, I was just uh, I was just talking a little bit about I I introduced you as well, and I was talking a little bit about you know what we learn in this life and how we choose to go about and learn it. I was talking about when the wind chimes chime as well, and mm-hmm. you know what some of the ideas are that we could learn from this extraordinary journey. And I want to ask you this question to kind of get this started. You know, since writing the book, since having this experience. Um, and we'll talk about the book a lot, but what has changed about you? You know, what have you had to move beyond? What limitations about who you thought you were or what you thought your life could be about? What did you have to move beyond to get you right here to this very moment? Well, I'm not so sure if I personally had to change too much because I always felt that even as a child, I remember I would would always think, wow, I think death is the most exciting part of life. So <laughs> I don't feel as though I'm afraid of death. And I didn't actually know Andreas, the little boy that uh, is featured in the book, but I mm-hmm. know his parents. And I th- I think if we live our life with joy every day, we can actually come to that time at the end of it with peace. And I feel as though I can do that. I'm not sure if that answers your question so much. Well, I guess part of this is really looking at, I think you are extraordinary in that way. Um, I I think you're extraordinary in that you do have a sense of of life and life beyond life. Um, Mm -hmm. But the the major population of the world, you know, different cultures have different ways of looking at it. Yes. But people, as they get closer to what we believe is death, you know, believe it or not, start to reach out and search for meaning that they've not had before, you know, to reach out and ask, what is my life about? You know, there Mm -hmm. is this sense of finality. And um, what have you learned about that that would help some of the folks out there think? Yes, there is a sense of finality for most most people. I guess I've always been around people who have a different view in a way. But, yes, as we come to the end, we realize all the things that maybe we could have, should have, would have done if we had really 
thought about the end times. You know, there's there's some famous people that have said something about um, when they've interviewed people about what they would do differently. They would not they would not be in the office as much. You know, they would pay more attention to their family. They would just have a cleaner, clearer relationships with the people around them and they would have joy in their life and they would do the things that they really want to do not just go to work to make a living but um have have their life be a, a statement of who they are and and the joy and so as we move towards those times you know people have a lot of regrets especially if they have things that they've held on to for their whole life some that's why I stress forgiveness because some people have either been uh, victims or perpetrators. In fact, we all have been those things. So it's important as we live through our lives to really be cognizant of how we're living our life and live it in in the highest way that we can and be true to who we are so that we don't have to do all of that soul-searching at the end. Unfortunately, we get wrapped up in the day-to-day thing that we think is life with a small L instead of life with a capital L. But if we can just... Um, you know, as we do get near the end times, it's just important to really have time for closure. It's it's good if we have some some warning ahead of time that our time is coming near and have time to really make the proper closures mm-hmm. with the people, you know, in our family, in our life. You know, I love this. And, you know, it's interesting about this. Some of us got to reach out to family members, uh, you know, before we thought we were going to bring some closure to this life. What does that look like? What is that, you know, what can we learn from this amazing young young individual, this young soul, this Andreas? What can we learn from, you know, what Donna has uh, pointed out so brilliantly in the book, the When the Wind Chimes Chime? We're going to take a short break, everyone. You're listening to... The Dr. Pat Show, this is Talk Radio to Thrive by Donna Corso joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to talk about life on life's terms. What does it mean? How can we learn from the most amazing, amazing of souls? And and how do you, how do you ignite your soul to take a look at life as it is today, make a difference in the world? and understand that we can all become aware of becoming aware, as Donna says in the book. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we've just haven't even scratched the surface here thank you all for tuning us in turning us on thank you for listening and keep us tuned in right here on transformation Transformation talk radio oh aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe 
Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. And Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends, transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Where is it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the Internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great. We should spread the word. Absolutely. Spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For those of you out there that want to find out more about us, go to the com or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Um, I have to tell you, I just absolutely adore the team of people I work with. Um, I'm, I, and, and, you know, part of this in getting ready for the conversation, Donna, with you today had to do with looking at the, the world that I have said yes to. And looking around at who we are, what we what we want to do, where we want to go, how we want to reach more people, and having a moment of gratitude. And I want to talk with you about this for a minute, um, especially about the title of your book, uh, When Wind Chimes Chime. I had a moment yesterday after a very, very busy day. I'm getting ready to go on the East Coast. We're doing two fundraising events over there. Uh, one for uh, Lyme disease, another one for a nonprofit that I that I'm part of, and I'm amazed at how things lined up. But yesterday, I had a moment last night where I was reflecting on my life, where we are today, and how grateful I am for so many things. But I was really struck by the people that I'm surrounded by, and what an inspiration they've become. Jessica and Moon yesterday we were we were in the middle of of getting commercials done and getting a new show launched. We have two new shows launched and a and a show that's re- revising its its uh brand. And I was so amazed at how both of those uh young ladies showed up along with Linda and Kim to make everything happen. 
And there would be time in my life, Donna, where I wouldn't stop to be grateful. I wouldn't stop to even breathe. But mm-hmm. what you, you've decided to, to talk about, what this book is about, really does call us to stop and breathe for a minute. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what this book really meant to you, not just writing it, but the journey along the way, you know, the little boy in the book, and what you've come to know that was much, much greater than a diagnosis? Yes, well, I happen to believe in my belief system that we all have a plan and that we know what that plan is at a soul level. And so I think, and children especially, they're not that far removed from the other side. And so I think that probably Andreas always knew that he was going to have a short life and that his his life had a purpose because I believe all of us have a purpose here. Part of my purpose was to write this book, but that's only a small part of my purpose But I think that he came to this planet in order to call attention to the imbalance that we're living in in these days. And when I say that, I mean the imbalance that's brought about by fear, partly by the medical community, the fear if their patient dies, you know, that they have failed. So there's many levels of fear in his story, but I think there's also many levels of hope. Because I look at it, as I've said, as we are all on a soul journey. We are here for a specific purpose and we can't really say when when a person's life should or should not be finished we don't know andreas i believe was supposed to be here for seven years as he was but of course when we're down here in these physical bodies we don't remember that we don't remember our soul plan we don't remember the agreements we made before we came here and so when you when you talk about gratitude that is so important and i find myself I'll be driving in the car in the mountains and I'll open my window and just yell out how grateful I am. I'm constantly saying it because I've I've had such a blessed life and I know that not everyone has. And just learning of Andreas's journey, I knew that it was a story that had to be told. I just happened to be in a meeting when his father stood up and told the story briefly and as soon as I heard it, I thought this is a story that has to be heard because it's Andreas's legacy for people to hear his story, not because it's just a sad tale. I don't think Andreas would want us to be sad about about the fact that he died and how he died and all the drama around that. But I think that he came to call attention to that drama so that we can make a difference in our lives. And we can all have gratitude in every moment, no matter what our situation is. We always have things to to be grateful for and it's important that we start every day and end every day in being in gratitude like that Uh, let's talk a little bit about the book because i would love for our listeners to know uh, why this is such an important story and you alluded to the fact that you know there are things that that happened uh along the way for andreas things that are life-changing and world-changing and you know one of the things you know i i I grew up my parents you know talked to me about when i was a youngster that i never forgot is they said you know you may not know you may not know the richness that you know your soul was destined to take they wouldn't say it exactly like that they would Mm -hmm. more or less say look you you may never figure out why you were put on this planet but remember one thing for sure. Every minute of every day, you have the opportunity to touch another life in this world. And, you know, your job is to show up and do it in a way that serves everybody. 
And and my my stepmom would say to me, that's one of the greatest challenges that each of us has in life, you know, to remember that every minute of every day we get to touch another person. How do we want to do that for a higher good? And I want to talk with you about if you could share parts of this story to say how this exact thing happened along the way for you. Yes, wonderful. Um, Yes, Andreas was diagnosed with bone cancer, osteosarcoma, when he was seven years old. And, you know, when we're nearing the end, it's so important that we be able to have, as I said before, have closure with our family, have it be a peaceful time. And for a little boy, he should have, his his last days should have been spent doing things that little boys love to do and then also having the time with his family. Unfortunately, his story didn't go that way because he was, the doctors wanted, he had a protocol, they wanted to amputate his arm and part of his ribs, part of his lungs, give him chemo, give him radiation. And it was already clear that Andreas was in the last days of his life. So all of those invasive treatments would only have possibly extended his life by a few weeks or days or maybe months, but not much. But they would have been in horror instead of in peace. And so his family really didn't want that. And unfortunately, in our country, the law says that if your child is under 16, whatever the doctor says is what you have to do. It's the law. And if the doctor says they're going to do all that, you you have to. Yep. Yeah, so the family ended up having to evade the law for the last few weeks and months of Andreas's life because they were threatened um, continually by the, the doctors, all of the doctors and medical institutions, that if they did not go along with this protocol, that Andreas would be taken from them and made ward of the state and that that protocol would, be, would happen to him anyway. They would perform that regardless. Now, at one point... Gordy is Andreas's father, and his mother's name is Joey. So Gordy and Joey decided at one point that they did not want to put their son through that. They were clear that he was dying, and they said to the doctor, isn't there some alternative? Well, you probably know alternative is that word that doctors don't like. Yeah. The, doc- the, doctors- <laughs> the doctor said, if you try anything like that, we will take your son, make him ward of the state, and we will do the operation with or without your consent. But they, they they had to protect his integrity. They had to make sure that he was able to have a peaceful passing when the time was, was there. So they, they had to run from the law. And one of the stories, for me, the highlight of his whole life at the end was um, the trip to China. Um, his father managed to get him out of the country just in the nick of time. As a matter of fact, it was right at the same moment that they were supposed to be checking into a medical center to have this operation done and he managed to get a passport for Andreas and take him out of the country because they had a connection with a doctor in China. So they flew him to China. It was just Gordy and Andreas that went there because it was Christmas time and so Joey, their mom, and the other two children stayed home. When Gordy and Andreas got to China, the medical doctor met them and then the next day he introduced them to two of his friends who happened to be very old men and they were Qigong masters. They were from a Mm. 6,000 year year lineage of Qigong masters. And in China that's a very important healing healing technique over there. And these men... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they had been... Yeah. They've been doing this all their life. And, uh, And this particular medical doctor also had worked with many people, hundreds of people, many of them Americans, and cured 
supposedly incurable diseases using Chinese herbs as well as Qigong. So he had he had volunteered to help Andreas as much as he could, free of charge. And so the next morning when they got together with these Qigong masters, the, the men stood around Andreas and talked in Chinese, and after a few minutes they bowed to him and left. And so Andreas went over to the interpreter and said, well, what did they say? Can they help my son? And the interpreter said, no, they actually identified your son as one of the ancient ones and that this is his soul's way of leaving, that his soul must leave the planet very soon and this is the way that he will leave. They also said that he is the teacher and you, Gordy, are the the student, so pay attention. So I just thought that was such a beautiful um, affirmation of what we know, that we all have a purpose here and that we can't really judge that someone's life is coming to an end too soon because we don't know what yeah. their soul journey is. Right, right. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, as someone, I'm sitting here, I'm really struck by this because, you know, as I read the book, there were a couple things that came to mind for me. Uh, one of them had to do with thinking about my own life and thinking about the people that I thought had left this planet too soon. Uh, for mm-hmm. example, my my mother uh, passed away when I was seven years old, um, oh. and I have this history. My sister passed away, um, at, you know, when when I was forty years old. I mean, it was, you know, I'm just kind of looking at this, and I looked. My stepmother passed away unexpectedly, and I got into a point in time in my life, Donna. Now, this this may be my ego speaking, but but I I think it's important to say. I got a point in time in my life when my mentor passed away very suddenly on a trip that I was supposed to be on that I couldn't go on in a car accident. And I and I mm. thought for a minute, I thought, oh, my gosh, I must be cursed. All these people are dying suddenly, all these women that are so close to me. And then I thought, but wait a minute, there is something else here. And I looked mm-hmm. at this really differently. In terms of it isn't about the length of time, is it? But we so we put so much emphasis on that. Can you? I'd love to talk about what it is when we come back from break. What it is that that we could learn, regardless of how long somebody's here. What are the messages, and what does it take for us to pay attention? What is it about when the wind chimes chime? The book that Donna Corso, my very special guest, has written. You know, what is it about this? that brings forth so many different aspects of the life we live, including dying, including dying, that is so absolutely important for us. What is the journey? What is the journey about joy? And what's the journey about sorrow? Uh, We're going to take a short break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, my very special guest, Donna Corso. When we come back, we'll let you know how you can get a copy of the book and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought 
because everywhere you look, they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, there's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk, to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at transformationtalkradio.com or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Donna Corso joining me here today. We're talking about When the Wind Chimes Chime, a very special book that she's put together and has written in a platform that's extremely extremely important for the world that we live in today. You know, Donna, thank you for joining me here today. We live yes, in a world We live in a world right now where you and I could talk about the rise of chronic disease and so forth and so on, but we're also seeing many, many things to celebrate, especially in the world of natural medicine and beyond. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about um, – what this book really calls to action for all of us. But before we do, can you please let folks know the best way to contact you and get a copy of the book? Well, yes. During the month of August, actually, if you buy the book through Amazon, and you can go to my website, which is DonnaCorso.com, and that's a D-O-N-N-A-C-O-R-S-O.com, and go to the the top of the top right page um, says buy the book. You click there, you can see a short trailer of the of the book itself, and go down to the bottom and purchase it through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and that will get you some also some wonderful gifts. Um, several people are offering free gifts 
my my boss is Neil Donald Walsh, and he's offering a free workshop with him. And Shirley MacLaine offered ShirleyMacLaine.com for one month, a free subscription, and Lynn Andrews and several other people have wonderful gifts on there. So if you buy through Amazon through my site, or not through my site, but you go to my site and put in your your code and you can get those gifts. So it's a wonderful time to do that during August. And um, on Facebook, it's Adana.Corso.3939. Awesome. Yeah. Donna, I was talking during the break about my own healing journey, and I, I want to talk about that, um, uh, you know, uh, as well, and talking about what does it really mean to step up and take action in a way that's so important. You know, we're talking about whether or not we can choose the kind of care we want. I mean, what have you learned about this journey? What have you learned about the law? Well, I've learned that if you are under 16, you really don't have choices. And people have asked me, you know, if that's if we can change those laws. And I don't know how we would change those laws. At the time it is right now, and the way it is right now, we don't really have those choices. As adults, we do. We can seek the alternatives. We can do our research and read the books and find out what what will work for whatever ailment we have. But when it's a child, the law says you have to go along with the doctor's protocol. Now, possibly if they had gotten to Andreas before he was um, diagnosed, if they had known something was going on and could have sought alternative cares at that time, perhaps they could have saved him. Actually, at the time, Gordy was doing all of the research, and at the time he found that there were only four states in which you were even allowed to consider alternatives along with the doctor's protocol. I don't know if those four states are still, you know, that may have changed. It's been a few years now. But, um, you know, it's important that we make, that we find out what our doctor would do. You know, think about what if something happened to me or my child, what would my choices be? I just read a book by Suzanne Summers, probably many people have read it, Knockout, and she interviews doctors who are curing cancer, and there are cures for cancer. And it's amazing that that information has been kept from us. There's also, we know how to prevent cancer as well. Most cancers, of course, some of them are part of a soul plan, perhaps. But, you know, we have to have the freedom, and we have... I'm really a, an advocate of an organization called Compassion and Choices, but that's that's really about changing the laws about how we die. As far as alternative treatments and, and therapies go, we just really need to be proactive and not turn our own health over to a doctor. A lot of people don't even take responsibility for their own health. They just assume if they go in for their checkups and they do what the doctor says, that it's the doctor's responsibility to keep them healthy. But really, it's up to us to do that and to know how the body works, what the body needs. You know, there's so many things going on right now. We're living in a world that where we're breathing toxic air and we're drinking toxic water and we're eating toxic food and we're in a sea of toxic thoughts with all of the the wars and the violence and all the things that that really become the focal point of many lives we need to really stay stay really focused on healthy things healthy thoughts and making sure we're eating organic food and drinking pure water and all of those things as well well you know part of this is also you know we've come a long way in a very short period of time and you know part of this is also because of the celebrity status and 
you know, we've had celebrities out into the world saying, you know what, uh, let's make ourselves aware of this. Let's make ourselves aware of this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's make ourselves aware of genetically modified food. Um, Absolutely. Please ask the right questions. Please think about what it is you're putting in your child's mouth Mm -hmm. before you do it. I mean, and this, I grew up in an age and a time where we never had to ask those questions. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid and my grandma having olive oil and fresh basil on the table and, you know, everything was made from a place of, of, of its origin. And, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't processed in a country that has no regulation around food. Uh, and how it's made, I, and this is really part of a conversation that's you know that's part of this. Each of us has a, an ability, Donna, and I think this is what you're talking about. We have an ability to stand for something. We really do. I mean, somebody said to me, "Ah, oh, that's you, girl. That's you growing up in the '60s." You know, people don't have a stand for things these days. I, I was actually at a service on Sunday, and they were talking about the '60s, and one of the things they didn't talk about is how us baby boomers got completely immersed in what it meant to stand for change. And I don't know about you, Donna, but I've been accused of going to sleep for about 40 years or 20 years or 30 years and then all of a sudden waking up. But the point is I am waking up, and I didn't forget. I didn't forget what I took a stand for, right? Just like the people of this generation, by the way, um, Oh, oh! I gotta get. I'm getting on a soapbox. Wait a minute. The people of this generation, Donna, are beat up. They're beat up. Oh, you're into your cell phone. Yeah. Stop, everybody, because some of the laws that are being changed, especially around gay rights, some of the laws mm-hmm. that are being changed are being supported by the youth of this country. So mm-hmm. they may not be marching on Washington, although they have done a few marches, or standing up in in protest but they are making a difference. What can we say to the people listening about what we can do to make a difference? What can we say, even if it's asking our doctors questions that we wouldn't have asked them? Right, Donna? Right. I think we all have a responsibility to get involved. There's a wonderful poem that I love the first few lines of. It's a poem by Drew Dellinger, Hieroglyphic Stairway, and he starts out by saying, it's 3.23 in the morning and I'm awake because my great-great-grandchildren won't let me sleep. My great-great-grandchildren ask me in dreams, what did you do while the planet was plundered? What did you do while the earth was unraveling? Surely you did something when the season started failing and birds and mammals started dying. What did you do once you knew? Well, we know. We know things are going awry. We know that there are things being done that we feel like we don't have any any power over but we need to take our power back it's our responsibility for what we're for the world we want to leave for our children and grandchildren and one of the one of the things i cover in the book is about the possibility of fluoride causing cancer especially in children around seven years old and i happen to know that where andreas lived at the time was one of the most highly uh, pollute, well, I won't say polluted, but it had the, the high, a very high rate of fluoride in the water. And the fluoride that's being put in our water is really, we don't have a choice. You know, we're told it's going to be fluoridated. However, here in the state that I live in, we don't fluoride in my community, and I know there are other communities around the state that are starting to not 
fluoride, fluoride the water. And other countries do not fluoridate their water as well because the fluoride that's going in is really a combination of fluoride as well as lead, arsenic, mercury, cadmium, thallium. Yep. It's, it's horrible. Yep. And yet we're told that we don't have a choice. Well, we do have a choice, and we have to take our power back. Um, you know, I call my, my representatives pretty frequently about different things, whether it's GMOs or chemtrails right now, genetic engineering. That's another big, big biggie we think we don't have any power over. Well, we won't have power unless we start taking our power back and getting involved. There's so many people that, especially in the baby boomers, um, you know, they retire and they figure retirement is a time for us to just maybe watch TV or take our yacht out or something. And they have the time, though, that they could be putting into really getting involved in, in whatever whatever their heart leads them to to get involved in, whether it's an environmental issue or something to do with natural alternative medicines or whatever it is, we all have we all have to be really proactive. We can't just sit back and allow these things to happen to us. So many of our rights are being taken away from us because we're being distracted by all of the distractions in our lifetime right now. Well, I, I'm not you sure know, if that answered that, your question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's something that my stepmom used to say to us all the time. <laughs> he used to, this has got to, got to be a weird statement, but I've never, I mean, this is something my, my stepmom used to say, honey, you snooze, you lose. And that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. what we're talking about. I mean, in the day yeah. and age we live in right now, okay, let me just say, for those of you out there that are connected to the Internet, that have a smartphone, that understand about Facebook, and even if you don't understand, you're online, there is so much information out there to help you make good decisions. By the way, if you ever want information about how to bring a voice to something, contact me, and we'll help you get your radio show started. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about what does this mean to move beyond your fear of death? Uh, you know, what is it that Donna has, has also included in the book that talks about moving past the stigma of our lives or of our death? Stay tuned. You're listening to the Dr. Pacho. We'll be right back. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary change makers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, 
leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com That's TransformationTalkRadio.com You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk Radio. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, I just want to just mention something. Um, Many of you have listened to Christine Day's transmissions from the Pleiadians on Awakening Zone Radio. And, and, And I just want to message that I just want to tell everybody that Awakening Zone Academy is an incredible venue, incredible venue. Um, and so I want to just tell everybody that um, you're going to be able to plug in there. You're going to be able to plug into sacred patterning of the heart and anchoring the seeds of living principles uh, to help release and forgive the past. This is something we're talking about today while moving into the self-love, which is the key to becoming a divine human. So if you go to, and I'm going to give you a website so you guys can register, you can go to awakeningzoneacademy.com. N-I-N-G dot com. That's AwakeningZoneAcademy.N-I-N-G dot com. Uh, registration will close on the 18th for these two very important venues. And by the way, all of the proceeds from the Academy workshops are used to fund this amazing radio network um, that has become free to all of us that host here and all of you that listen. So, We'd so appreciate your support. Please go ahead and register uh, for Sacred Patterning of the Heart and Anchoring the Seeds of the Living Principles. These are both sessions to help release, forgive the past, and move into self-love, 
uh, which as we were talking about in this show, self-love is so extremely important. Uh, Please, registration closes by the 18th. And again, you know, through workshops like this and the folks at the Awakening Zone, at Awakening Zone Radio, all of this and, and Awakening Zone Academy, this is how we bring voice to things. This is how this platform has been able to and uh, set up for people like me and other hosts on here to bring this message to all of you out there so that we can become this change. We can activate that which is in us that we call our sole purpose, our life, and creating positive change in the world. And without venues like this, many of us would still be sitting on our couch trying to think of how to move in our lives. And boy, amen for the folks here at this network for making us get off the couch. Donna, thank you for, again, joining me here today. Please give out your your website again uh, before we talk about how we can move beyond the fear of death. Okay, my website is just DonnaCorso.com. Donna, and then Corso is C-O-R-S-O.com. And, yes, I I think if we can just really think of life as a journey. And some people think it's a journey of learning, but I really don't think so. I don't think we have to learn. I think it's a journey of remembering, and it's a journey of yeah. creating, creating who we will be, who we want to be, creating the way we want our life to be. So we have choices. We can we can create whatever we want, but we really have to be proactive to do that. It's not going to just happen to us. It's going to happen through us. So making life a journey, it can be a, it'll have joys and sorrows. There are some people that think that life is only here, we're only here to be in joy and, and every moment should be joyful. I don't know. I don't think that is the way it really un- needs to unfold because sorrow helps us to be appreciative of the times when we are in joy. I think it's all important. Um, I, I wanted to, to talk with you a little bit about um, this idea of life after death, death after death, the fear of death, and how it affects the lives that we live today. Can you talk to that? I really hold on to my belief that there is no such thing as death. I like the analogy of a figure eight, if you if you imagine a figure eight on its side or the infinity sign, and that we come into physical life and then we cross over into the other side, which is the spiritual realm, and then back into physical, back into spiritual. It's an it's a never ending recycling and we we're here and I I've read a lot of um near death experience books and books about visions. In fact my grandmother had a vision, my my cousin has had several visions of people on the other side who just appeared to them. I know several people who have. And to me, that really validates that there is no end to life, that we simply leave these bodies and continue on in an even more vibrant way. And when I read those kind of books, it really uplifts me. And I I just can't help but be hopeful about the future. And I look forward to it, really. I, I think... There there was also a book called uh, The Proof of Heaven. Of course, we cannot prove that there is life after death, but there's so much evidence. It, it just astounds me that some people even think that it it ends with death. It doesn't end with death. Yeah. It gets even more beautiful with death. Yeah, one of the things that I, I also want us to, to talk about is, you know, the, the special message from Andreas. I mean, and I guess this is uh, the question I want to ask. If Andreas were here now and talking with us, 
What do you think the message would be? I look at his life as having two legacies. One is to call attention to how out of balance the medical community has been so that we can be really active in bringing that back into balance and understanding that um, death can be a peaceful a peaceful process. But another legacy, his father had started on a um, creating something even before Andreas was born. It's called the Secret to the Unlimited Child, and it's really a program of CDs that have music to a certain beat and have affirmative uh, statements underneath the, C- the uh, music. And if you can start a child at birth, and when they're before they get into the video games and all the distractions, really start programming their mind about how beautiful they are, how powerful they are, how one, how loved they are, and that's what his program is about. And that was a program that Andreas was really excited about when he was living here. He wanted to be a part of that program with his father. I think it's called the Secret to the Unlimited Child, and that was one thing that Andreas would want people to understand, to start start your child in life knowing that his power, his or her power and his beauty, and just really give them a wonderful start. There's just so many ways that that has been taken away from children, but it's, you know, as adults we start looking into the self-help books, and Gordy started thinking, why am I having to do this as an adult? Why wasn't I taught all of this as a child? So that would be Andreas's legacy as well, is empowering children as well as helping us to move away from fear so that we know that, that death is a natural part of the life cycle. And no matter what age we are, when it happens, it can be a peaceful process and a joyful one as well. Wow. Donna, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you. Uh, one last question. What's your yes. personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? I think the most important thing is love, to love ourselves and to love others, to let go of any grievances that we've been holding on to because not only does that cause disease, but it keeps us from having that glorious, peaceful transition at the end. So if we can live every moment just finding everything to be grateful for, find things, and when you go to bed at night, just think of everything in that day that you could be grateful for and hold on to the gratitude and just live your life in love. Oh, amazing. Donna Corso, everyone. Uh, Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. For more information about us right here on The Dr. Pat Show, go to thedrpatshow.com. For more information about Transformation Talk Radio, go to transformationtalkradio.com. If you want to uh, join us and get your message out into the world, uh, please send us an email at info at thedrpatshow.com. And remember, gratitude and anger cannot coexist. Gratitude and scarcity cannot coexist. We get to choose what our lives could be all about. We'll see you next time on the show.